Was the letter real in Verity? I think Verity is Hello everyone, this is Open Book with Betty's Booklist, the show where your favorite authors are an open book and talk all about their exciting new releases. Today, I'm here with one of my all-time favorite authors, Colleen Hoover. Colleen is the number one New York Times bestselling author of 22 novels and novellas. She's the creator behind the Bookworm Box subscription service and through that has donated over $1 million to people in need. Her new release, Reminders of Him, is out now, and I can confirm it is phenomenal. You're the one that does the videos, right, of the, like, you pretend? I pretend I'm the main character and do the video yeah. in the first person POV. <laughs> so my kids, they don't read my books, but my oldest, he's 21, he came to my office and he goes, hey, I have a question. And I was like, yeah, he goes, is Verity a true story? <laughs> and I said, no. And he goes, oh, it's not. And I said, no. He goes, well, I saw this video that made it sound like it, it really happened. And so then he pulls up your video and he had watched it and he's not a part of book talk at all. And so he had no idea what it was, but it made him so interested. He asked for a copy and he's actually reading it. Oh my God. That's the funniest thing ever. Not based on the fact that his mom wrote it or anything. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing people tell me all the time. They're like, yeah, I'm not a reader. I hate reading, but your video like tricked me into it. You know, I've read almost all of your books like in one sitting because I like them so much. I when they write them in one sitting. That would be the dream, right? <laughs> right. So my uncle, I have another funny story. Sorry. My uncle was in the hospital and he was telling the nurses there that I write my books in 16 hours. I don't know where he got that, but he was telling every single nurse and my mom heard him at one point and she was like, why are you saying that? It takes her six months to a year. And he goes, I swear it only takes her 16 hours. And I don't know what he was thinking. What's your writing process like? I, I don't really have one, to be honest with you. I am such a mess. Like I don't keep a schedule. I just downloaded Google Calendar for the first time last month because I had this release coming up and I was like, I've got to get everything straight or I'm going to miss meetings. Um, I try not to make this feel like a job. And so I don't like to schedule writing or have any kind of certain process. I write when I'm in the mood to write. I did hear you like to wear new socks when you write though. That's a fun habit. I have a problem. Like I like fresh new socks. And when I have a writing day, like, I don't know, it just got in my head that I can't write unless I have a fresh new pair of socks. So I have, um, I donate a lot of socks to Goodwill. Is it like a certain type of sock? I don't care about the brand. They just have to be um, like right above my ankle. I don't like calf socks and I don't like the really low socks. Mm -hmm. And I like them white because that way I can just grab a pair of socks and not have to worry about matching them. And but yeah, I like that certain link. I was also wondering if you could tell me a bit about your new book, Reminders of Him. I did read that one in one sitting too, because I liked it so much. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so Reminders of Him is about um, a woman named Kenna who you know, made a mistake in her past, a really heavy mistake, and um, had to go to prison for it. And the book is not so much about that, but once she gets out and trying to reunite with um, a child that she had and yeah, it's just kind of a sad book. I was in a mood when I wrote it. I started it in 2020 when the world was a dumpster fire and uh, I, I'm not saying it ends sad, but the journey is sad for sure. What inspired you to write it? I honestly 
have no idea. I remember struggling so hard with a book idea in 2020 that I had about six different stories outlined. And that just happened to be one of them. And I kept it, the outline was a lot funnier than it turned out to be. I was shooting for a romantic comedy and then that, that didn't work out. I just don't think I was in the mood to write anything funny. And yeah, so that was just one of the ideas that stuck. Like there's not really any huge twists or anything. It's more just about the characters and the journey they go through. I think I'm known for having these like shocking twists in a lot of my books. Um, but yeah, this one doesn't really have that. I guess it's not a twist, but finding out what happened at the accident was definitely something yeah. I had so much anticipation for. Yeah, that one was tough. And that's a scene I, I didn't really go over a lot. You know how I was saying that I edit and then and then write and then edit and then write. I would skip that one a lot because I didn't like reading it. I understand that. There's one scene in my book that I always am like wanting to skim through it when I'm revising because it's just like intense. Yeah, yeah. How do you make flawed characters so likable? That's a good question. I guess it means you like them. I definitely like them. We're all human. We're all flawed. I feel like writing perfect characters for me, it would be boring because I like the flaws in people. I actually have the word flaws tattooed on my arm right here. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, in Reminders of Him, there were so many reasons we could dislike her. But I still ended up liking her in the end. I think with her, you know, it's just one of those things where we can have these really bad, awful days that can shape our whole lives. And it happen happens to a lot of people. And it's hard not to judge them based on those days. But I think it's important that everyone gets a chance, you know. So do you generally like think of an idea, outline it, and then sit on it and decide which one you want to delve into? I usually don't like usually I have an idea I'm excited about it and I and I go with that the outline when I say I outline it, it it doesn't turn out to be like the final product is nothing like the outline and so the outline is basically just me writing down ideas that I want and scenes that I want to happen in in a particular novel but no usually when I think of something and I focus on it a lot that ends up being the book that I write do you think if we looked at like your final book and then that first outline that you started with, it would be like obvious it's the same book or does it feel like a totally different story by the end? I don't know that this one would be obvious because the character names even changed in the middle of it. So probably not. <laughs> but the outline for me, it's more of like, I feel like sometimes I struggle with ideas and writing and coming up with stuff and then wasting time writing stuff I'm never going to use. But I've learned to look at it like I write, you know, dozens of pages and may only use one sentence or one idea out of those dozens of pages that ends up, um, you know, either sparking another idea for something that goes in the book or ends up, you know, prompting a whole new book. So I'm starting to look at all of that work that doesn't get put into final books as it's just part of the process. It makes me feel better because when I was writing the first draft of my novel, I cut like 200,000 words. Like I cut everything, a ridiculous okay. amount. It hurts because you're like, oh, all this work, I've spent so long working on it and now I'm just gonna throw it away. But you know, sometimes we have to do that. Sometimes you have to write 200,000 words to get 10,000 words that you actually use. How long do you revise for? Like after you finish your first draft? 
Uh, I don't do a lot of revising actually, because once, once I mess with the outline and figure out like kind of where I'm going to go with the book, then I'm, I am a huge self editor. So I'll write a chapter, then read it and edit it and then write chapter two and read and edit those two. So for me, most of the process is I have to write linear, you know, from what first chapter to the end. And so it's just a matter of editing everything I've already written. So by the time I get to the end of it, it's usually pretty close to what, um, what comes out other than the rounds of edits I go through with the publisher where I change things. What gives you like the basic ideas? Like, are you inspired by your own family, by people you know? It's everywhere, really. Like, I'm just, I, I think when you have the imagination as a writer or as someone who wants to be a writer, you kind of find inspiration in everything. You could turn anything into a story. I actually try really hard to avoid using anything from my real life. I think the only time I've really done that is with It Ends With Us, but I just don't want to make anyone mad. <laughs> you know, I don't want to write about real people. Uh, so I just try to make up everything that I write. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could be sitting at a restaurant and, and eavesdropping on a conversation and get an idea. Um, I, I just live inside my head and kind of, uh, you know, just try to find stories and everything. So are none of the love stories based on your own relationship? No, not at all. <laughs> I met my husband when I was 16. We got married when I was 20. We've been together. I'm 42 now. That's a long time. I don't know how to math. Um, he's wonderful, but like, we're not romantic. You would think that, I, you know, I write romance books, but I remember one time he bought me flowers and I got so mad at him. I was like, that was $50. We have bills to pay. <laughs> uh, so the people in the romances in my book are, yeah, no, I, I do not write based on us. Could you tell me a bit about starting your career? Because as I understand it, your first book was self-published and then really took off from there. Yeah, I started writing Slammed when I was 31 uh, release, maybe I was 30. I released it when I was 31. Um, I was clueless. I did not know how to go about getting a book published. I didn't even think anyone would want to read it. I was trying to put the book on my grandmother's Kindle because my mom and sisters and everyone had already read it. It was just a word document I had on my computer and I found Amazon self-publishing platform. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to put it up there. It says I can make it free for five days. And that way, you know, my friends could read it. And so I made it free for five days and then had to put a price on it after the free promo was up and people kept reading it. I was blown away. And I think that was January 1st when I self-published it. And then by May it had hit the New York times. It was a whirlwind. What advice would you give to young writers? I feel like I'm still learning. Like when people ask me for advice, I'm like, you don't want advice for me. I still don't know what I'm doing, but Mainly, I think what I've seen in the 10 years that I've been writing is don't chase trends. Don't try to write a book just because that kind of topic is what's trending, because by the time you finish writing your book, that probably won't be trending anymore. I think it's very important that you write what you would want to read, write something you'll be proud of, write something that um, your heart is in. Because writing a book should be like the ultimate goal. Like the fact that you wrote and finished a book is amazing. And that should be what you focus on. And once you finish it, anything that comes after that is icing on the cake. And I know that's, you know, easy to say and not as hard to follow, but I just feel like writing is 
for me, it's a passion and I would hate for that passion to be tainted by, you know, just outside forces and stuff. So just go, just keep it with your heart, you know, go with what makes you happy. And I feel like anything that happens after that will just be the cherry on top. Was there ever a moment when you were writing your first book or any of the books where you thought like, oh my God, like I'm never going to finish this book? Every book, <laughs> every single book. I was laughing with my husband the other day because I'm working on one now and I'm like, oh, I can't, I don't think I can do this. I'm not gonna be able to finish it. And he's like, you have said this with every book you've ever worked on and it always works out in the end. And so now I'm just trying to accept that as part of the process you know, imposter syndrome, thinking you're not good enough, thinking you're not going to finish it um, is honestly kind of what keeps me going. That makes me feel better. There's been like so many days where I'm like, I'm never going to finish this book because I, I changed the whole ending and rewrote it and it just took quite a while. Yeah. What's your favorite book to write? Do you have one that you enjoyed the most? I definitely enjoyed writing Verity the most, I think because it was just different and fun and kind of stretched my limits in a different way that, that my other books have. Um, I think it ends with us probably means the most to me, but it was absolutely the hardest book to write mainly because, you know, I was inspired by my mother's story to write it. So that was difficult. That's my first book of yours I ever read. I was on like a plane to a photo shoot and read it and I just loved it. What book would you most like to see made into a movie? Definitely it is with us because hopefully that process is going to take off soon. Um, I think Verity would be a fun one. I, I like how they're so polar opposite from each other. Like you've got this thriller and then this emotional romance. And um, I don't even know if you can call it romance more so than women's fiction. But either one of those I think would be um, amazing. Really any of them. Is there a character you'd most want to see come to life? Verity. I'm just kidding. Really? <laughs> just kidding. She'd be after you. Probably Quinn and Graham from All Your Perfects. Like I just, the like they have my heart as a couple. They've been through so much. I would like them to come to life so I could just give them a hug. I mean, they're so romantic. Well, you know, I didn't think I liked romance until I started writing it. My, my mom and my sisters, when I wrote Verity and they read Verity, they were all like, there you are. We, we don't know where the romance comes from. Like that doesn't seem like you, but the psychotic part of your writing seems more like you. I don't know what that says about me. Was the letter real in Verity? I wrote Verity from Lowen's perspective. I was never in Jeremy's perspective. And the only perspective I was in with Verity was her manuscript. And so at the end, you know, when Lowen was confused, I was confused. And I know people don't believe that, but I really was. When I was writing that, I was like, oh my gosh, what is real? What is not? Because that book is just from that one character's perspective. Um, but if I had to pick, I think, I think Verity is evil. I really do. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, I tend to agree. That was what I thought at the end too, but I know people are so divided on it. Is there anything else that you want to tell everyone? Tell book talk, booktube, bookstagram? <laughs> well, as far as book talk, thank you for this wonderful, wonderful year. Go read reminders of him, everyone. It was amazing. <laughs> Please. Thank you all for watching. Subscribe now so that you don't miss a single episode of Open Book.